Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Tim Temple, the Louisiana Insurance Commissioner-elect. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Newell. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, Tim. I know the, uh, the it's the countdown. January 8th is right around the corner. Um, how are you feeling? You know, look, I, I'm excited. You're right. January 8th, it seems like it's rushing. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's coming fast through the windshield, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to taking office the 8th so that I can then do more than just talk about, you know, the problems, the insurance crisis that we're all facing, that I can actually get in office and start trying to help uh, make some change there. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I understand that you and others um, from throughout the state uh, visited um, – the reinsurance markets in England, and a lot of folks felt very positive about that uh, trip. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, we, we uh, I took a delegation over, and um, we had some, uh, you know, some business leaders. I know you've had, um, you know, some people on the show that, that were on the trip. We took some insurance folks, um, uh, just, just a, a, a a pretty diverse group of people. And uh, my intent was to go over there, you know, no, I think, you know, or and some of your listeners know that, you know, I've worked in this industry for a long time. And, and I, my, my very first job out of high school was, was an internship at Lloyd's of London back in 1988. But um, in, uh, relationships are important. And the reinsurance market supports the, the insurance industry in Louisiana, as well as around the globe. And I wanted to, the intent was to go over there to uh, just to reintroduce and reestablish some relationships I have, let them know that, uh, you know, new commissioner, and uh, I'm going to view things a little bit differently. Uh, I'm certainly, uh, you know, like I said, I, I understand the, the relationships. I want them to tell we're going to focus on some things, but also want to listen to hear what they had, what their concerns were. And and I can tell you, it wasn't anything that, that, that's not achievable. It wasn't anything that, that we hadn't heard from before. Um, and it's, that's reassuring that the things that they see important to them uh, are things that we've been talking about in Louisiana and that we're going to address, you know, starting, starting January 8th. So if you had to pick the top three items that they articulated, what would they be? 
You know, one is is the fact that in Louisiana, you know, unlike uh, our neighboring states, uh, Texas, and uh, and and I'll say I'll throw Florida in as a neighboring state because it's got huge and very similar property exposure to Louisiana. Um, one of the one of the key issues that w- that in Louisiana we've not dealt with is that we have a very broad bad faith uh, uh, statute on the books, and it's it, it's not an anti-consumer thing to 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 make it uh, tighter. Uh, you know, Texas has, has dealt with theirs years ago. Florida recently dealt with theirs after their hurricane that they had through special sessions, and Louisiana has not. And the reinsurers just they. When you become the state where all you know this excessive litigation is the the epicenter, then you got to look at and, and ask why. And I don't think that the argument from the other side is that insurance companies just choose to practice bad faith in Louisiana and they don't do it in other states. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy into that argument. Uh, we've got some very loose laws, and like you've heard me say on your show before, you know, if a consumer has been wronged by an insurance company, I want them to be able to have the ability to go litigate and they will have that ability, but it doesn't need to be to the point where you can just effectively, you know, attest any, any action as bad faith. And so that was one that they saw. Uh, the other is the, the three-year rule. And you've heard me talk about that. And you and I've talked about that a little bit. We're the only state in, in America that has it. And again, if we do, it, we, and I'm saying collectively, me as the commissioner of insurance and the legislature and the governor and all the other people that help make laws and enact laws, if we take care of our business and make Louisiana a more attractive state, then you don't need to have this this arcane you know, law that says you have to continue to do business with somebody. You know, A competitive market is the best consumer protection that, that people can have, and that's what we're going to focus on is bringing that availability back to the consumer. So those those were those were two of the top, and then the third I would say is they just wanted to see a more um, um, a regulatory environment that works with them that doesn't work against them. And uh, and again that's something you and I have talked about before. I'm going to bring just a different vision. Uh, like I said, I I work for you, the voters and the constituents of the state of Louisiana as the commissioner of insurance, but I'm also going to work with the industry to make sure that that Louisiana is a state that they want to come and do business in. So um, I know that you had talked early on about trying to get into a special session before the regular legislative session. Has there been any further conversations in in that regard? No, uh, you know, no. The, the, with with the redistricting session that's going to um, that's going to take precedent because of you know the the litigation out there with the state of Louisiana and redraw, redrawing its uh, districts, its congressional districts, that is taking precedent. I think it's that has to be decided by January, end of, I guess the end of January. So uh, the, the the first session that I that I've seen, um, you know, I've read the newspaper and had conversations about. It. It's going to be. A, I believe it's January 15th, somewhere around there, um, mm-hmm. to deal with redistricting. Uh, but what I what I do believe is going to take place, though, is while the legislature has been called into session, is that we'll have the opportunity for the the House and Senate Insurance Committees to begin to meet to talk about, you know, the, you know, to start to flesh out the legislative changes that we need to address during a regular session starting March 11th. But I don't. I don't foresee any um, any any insurance-related uh, bills in the in the in the upcoming uh, session for uh, 
for the redistricting. I get a number of texts, uh, Tim, about, you know, the cost of citizens. And because of the unique circumstances that we find ourselves in, uh, obviously a government-sponsored program you don't really want in competition, right, with uh, privately held uh, companies that are providing insurance. But is there ever an occasion where the market is just so sideways that that we could reduce that, that statutory uh, difference that's required? Yeah, you, you know, Newell, I believe that that was done in 2000, I want to say 2006 or 2007, um, maybe 2007, 2008, somewhere in that range after, you know, obviously Katrina and Rita impacted South Louisiana uh, as severely as it did. Uh, my understanding is the legislature voted to reduce that that uh, that 10 percent, um, you know, increase, if you will, um, for for a certain period of time. And look, I would certainly be in favor of having that discussion and, and seeing if that's something that that uh, the legislature has the will to do. I mean, I, I want to bring premium relief to people as, as quickly as possible. And if that's a way that, that we could, you know, affect that, I would I would be supportive of, of, of trying to make that happen. But, you know, I need to caution. It, it should only be for a certain period, a set period of time. Um, sure, like you sure. said, we, we don't and want the only to, reason to I, be. I, I, if you don't mind, I asked the question because um, although the circumstances were different, right, but right now what we find ourselves is probably around the same number of players that are actually proactively in the market. Um, you know, and yeah, we're we still haven't seen, seen an increase in companies. No. And, you know, so uh, and I don't think that we are moving as many policies that, that we had hoped to move. You made more than and, than I, obviously from citizens to the back to the private market um, is what I'm hearing, I, and I'm assuming that that's true. Well, I, I, and I haven't seen the numbers, but I would think that with, you know, starting in November and now into December and January, that, that those companies will start writing more policies because we're out of the hurricane season. But, but again, I haven't, I haven't seen that data yet. I'll, I'll obviously have access to a, a lot more information starting January 8th. But, right. um, you know, I think back to it, I, you know, I would be supportive of, of trying to do something temporarily, which I think that the industry would be OK with. And I can't speak for the industry, but what they don't want to see is for citizens to come in and, you know, because of uh, the laws that are have been passed and, and tax treatment and everything else, that they become a, you know, a more competitive market. Um, and I don't right, think the citizens right. of Louisiana want that either. We don't want that exposure. But but right. I would be for some type of temporary relief, and would be happy to have you know you know have conversations around that. You know, because I'm I'm having more and more conversations with folks that um, are leaving, and their job is requiring them to move, and they've had their home on the market for 11 months now, and in some cases they don't even have an offer, uh, and it's more often than not to do with the cost of insurance as opposed to you know, property taxes or otherwise. And and that's when you kind of get into this deli- delicate uh, balance of how you're going to manage this so that it's not really impairing uh, the economy in the midterm, long term, right? Well, and, and, and no, I, think, I mean, and you obviously, you, you get it and you understand it. And I think there's a lot of people in Baton Rouge that, that are starting to, to really understand how insurance how unaffordable and how unavailable insurance can 
can and will negatively impact our state economy at the state level, at the local level. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for several years about how in the commercial trucking space, you know, it's easier for someone from, you know, New Orleans or Slidell to, to relocate just across the state line into Mississippi. Or, you know, if they're in Lake Charles, you know, or Shreveport, they can move over to Texas, still do the same business, still have their customers, but they just redomicile. Um, and Louisiana loses that, that tax base and those employees and everything associated with it. But we're starting to see that now on a much broader scale than, you know, than other than just commercial trucking. I mean, you're seeing it for commercial businesses, for their property. Um, you're seeing individuals, like you're saying, they are being forced to, to, to relocate and make some, you know, tough decisions. And, and I get it. I, I don't fault anybody for making, you know, uh, decisions based upon the, on their finances. That's, that's what drives everything, and, uh, which is why it's more important than ever that when we are talking about insurance reform, it's not just insurance. It's, it's the economy. It's, it's, we got to make sure that we've got all the players, you know, at LED and uh, the legislators all understanding that what we're trying to do is make things better, not just for you and I as an insurance consumer, but for the state as a whole. I, um, I've heard the, go- the governor-elect, Jeff Landry, uh, comment about um, the insurance crisis that we find ourselves in. Have, have y'all had a meaningful conversation yet about uh, the course or the strategy as to how to address um, whether we go into a special session or we do it in a regular session? You know, we've had we've had some very good conversations. Uh, I mean, he, he is he has always been very accommodating when I when I wanted to talk about insurance and, and some thoughts on that. And I know that he's looking forward to you know to obviously taking office. But I mean, you know, as, as he tells me, he's like Tim, you're commissioner of insurance. You know, help me help me figure out what we need to do going forward. Um, as you know or may know, you know, he appointed me as his co-chair for his insurance crisis council. And we've concluded those meetings, and I can't talk about what we're going to, you know, what was in that yet, because obviously that's the governor's call to 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 make that announcement on, you know, what we're going to look at. But we had some really good conversations. We had some uh, things that are going to come out from that, which kind of, like I said, track with what other people have been saying for a while. What we need to do to to uh, you know clean up our house, if you will, uh, in Louisiana. So, um, but he he's been very very good and very accommodating. Final thoughts? You know, I, I would say this, Newell. I, I know that all your listeners there, they are under, they're under tremendous insurance stress, financial stress with this. And it's never going to be fast enough. And, and I get that. But, but I want to assure you and the listeners that I understand it. And, and I understand the pain, the suffering. I mean, I just got my insurance renewal. And it was incredibly expensive. And the increase was, I mean, you know, again, I, I live in Baton Rouge. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, how can it go this high? So I'm, I'm, I feel the stress and the pain, and I know what everybody else is going through. But I'm going to work every day to to make Louisiana to work with the legislators and the governors to to, to make Louisiana a more attractive state for insurance companies. Uh, because I'll get back, it's the basics. We want affordability, but we can't get to the affordability until we have availability. And that means new companies coming in, as well as the companies that are still here, operating in a regulatory and a legal environment, which is which is has more efficiency in it, right? I mean, insurance companies are in the business of paying claims. And anytime we create a, a regulation or a law that makes that more complicated, 
that means it's more expensive. And so I want to get back to is let's let's simplify that as as based as fast and as efficiently as we can, so that insurance companies can pay claims on time. That's 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 the mission. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your insight. We know you're busy. Um, that January 8th date is right around the corner, and I know everybody is uh, kind of chomping at the bit to get in there, and uh, that's a good thing. And uh, Happy is. New Year to you and your family, and stay safe, my friend. Same new, and I look forward to talking to you next month. All righty. Thank you, sir. We'll be right thank back. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Ton Trunk, WWL multimedia journalist, on his new podcast that he just released about bowl games, uh, specifically the Sugar Bowl. Welcome to the show, Tom. Newell, happy belated or Merry Christmas. Glad to be here. Thank you. Same to you, my friend. Uh, very interesting podcast. Uh, you met with Jeff Hundley, who's the executive director of the Sugar Bowl uh, group, a nonprofit organization that has um, – had the challenge of uh, putting this event on for a long, long time in this city. I did, and I learned a lot. And, and I say in the podcast, and I'll tell you that I'm, I'm a very pedestrian fan of football, college football, and I learned a lot when I sat down with Jeff. And, you know, for somebody that's lived in New Orleans, I always thought that the Sugar Bowl was just something automatic. We have a parade. It's going to happen every year, and it's just one game. But Jeff really gave me – uh, a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to put on an event like the Sugar Bowl and the prominence it has and really its, its importance in the city of New Orleans. And a lot of that's up in the air in a couple of years. 
So I think this year is the last year of the four-team um, kind of playoff. Uh, right. Next year we go into a 12-team uh, playoff, which obviously increases the number of games. And um, there's some concern on multiple fronts there. But for us, a big concern comes down to the Benjamins, money, Right. Much like everything in life, and, and that, that is the, the core issue for the Sugar Bowl at this point. And just to give people some context, and I hope I'm getting this right, and I'll be the first to admit and tell you that you know, that this is something that I learned as I was speaking with Jeff, was the, the issue that we have now is that the Sugar Bowl is in a contract with the college football playoff system to be in the, the playoff for another two years. That expires and after that second, after those two years, there's no guarantee that the Sugar Bowl will be in the college football playoff. And we could be relegated. I say we collectively as New Orleans, the Sugar Bowl, this region could be relegated to one of those bowls that you often hear about that really there, there's so many bowls right now and it confuses me. And that's why I probably sound a little hesitant when I talk about bowls. But there's so many bowl games, but the ones that we, quote unquote, really care about. Uh, the college football playoff, which is the the ones that we'll be starting to see on New Year's Day, and then it culminates in the National Football uh, Championship, uh, which will be played in Houston. But in two years, that contract with the college football playoff system expires, and there's no guarantee that we stay in there. And, and right now, the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, uh, we're facing some very stiff competition from other cities uh, that really want a piece of the action. And now, as you mentioned, as we're expanding next season to the 12-team system, that opens up more people, more competitors. And New Orleans right now has its work cut out for it to, to really stay on that stage in the college football playoff. So some of the cities looking to bump us out, Nashville, Las Vegas, Houston, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting thing that I found is that the history, the legacy of the Sugar Bowl, everything that we've done – thus far that brings us to this point um jeff was very candid about it he's like doesn't matter much oh for sure i mean it, as you said at the at the top of the, the segment here it's about the benjamins and money talks and right now the cities that you mentioned you're talking you just take an example for what we're, we're looking at right now las vegas they have a beautiful new stadium. Uh, they, they're very well healed when it comes to infrastructure for tourism. They're very much on par, uh, perhaps even beyond where we are in terms of hosting a, a big event, because that's that's their industry as well. But you mentioned Nashville. Nashville has that kind of uh, southern quality that people enjoy. Uh, they have good infrastructure now. Orlando is looking to expand. So you're looking at cities that want to have the same space right now. We're, we're in a, we're in a four team system right now. Uh, and that's going to go away. Now you're going to open the door to 12 teams and it might even get even larger just because the appetite for football and specifically college football in, in this venue, uh, it's just growing. So, you know, can new Orleans, can the sugar bowl stay, relevant in that expanded arena that we're looking at that's a big question it's going to take money i was shocked by the amount of uh money that's actually being paid by television he said it's north of a billion dollars and it seems to be growing every year um where where does this end 
any thoughts on that? I mean, how, how, how much further can you go? I mean, just to put it in context, he said some cities are raising as much as $75 million to host a, a Super Bowl or the uh, college football championship. That, that's a great question, Newell. And I don't think Jeff has the answer, but I think he, he certainly feels the pressure. And, you know, when, when you talk about the, the billion dollars, that's the college football playoff in general. You know, it's generating and it's, you know, the, the amount of money involved is, is north of a billion dollars. And when you factor in all these other contracts with athletes now getting paid at the collegiate level, uh, you're also talking about universities who are now uh, 50% of the universities uh, that have participated in the college football playoff, according to Jeff, have really pushed for this idea of the playoffs being played at the collegiate arenas, like home turf, what we're talking about. So something like LSU, if LSU was in the playoff, then the home games, depending on, you know, the the schematics of the schedule and and who won and who lost, so on and so forth, uh, would be played at certain college venues instead of out of state venues or off campus venues, uh, similar to what you see in the NFL. Uh, So if that happens, you know, what's that going to look like for the bowl organizations like the Sugar Bowl? Um, what does that do for New Orleans, uh, which has had many years of enjoying and hosting the Sugar Bowl and people coming in, spending their money? Um, you know, it's about $200 million for economic impact. And I'm always hesitant to talk about economic impact dollars because it's, it's always hazy to me, but that, that's the figure that they've tossed out. So that's nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, at this point, I think New Orleans can't afford to lose any events. So they uh, kind of changing uh, their style, uh, their brand. Uh, they, they went out on a marketing campaign called Keep mm-hmm. New Orleans Sweet. I actually like the uh, the title of it. It sounds incredible. <laughs> this is really all about, though, bringing everybody together with a greater understanding in the hopes that the business communities and others will develop a willingness, I guess, to uh, contribute to the endeavor. Yeah, and, and that that's the biggest push right now. And, you know, and, and Jeff made clear, he said, look, you know, I, I don't want to paint the picture that the sky is falling. He said, it's not. Um, there's no panic, but there, there's concern. Uh, they do have reserves. But just to give people an idea, when, uh, when New Orleans hosted the college football championship in 2020, when LSU won with Joe Burrow and everybody remembers that day, the Sugar Bowl had to put up six million dollars of its own money to to for the bid to have the the football the championship to be played in New Orleans at the Superdome. He's talking about Jeff is saying that most of the other cities that you've mentioned so far they've been able to raise that money on their own through the business communities within their respective cities. Uh, that has not happened to the level that has enabled the Sugar Bowl to to operate the way it would like. So when you're talking about the future of the Sugar Bowl, it's going to take a huge amount of money and and funding, and it's only going to come from the business community here in New Orleans because that's how most of the other cities are are doing it. Um, And as you mentioned before, some of these cities have raised $75 million for their bids. And Jeff honestly said, he's like, look, you know, we, we do a lot of good things in New Orleans, but we don't do finances very well here. And he said that, you know, I could be trying to fundraise for 10 years here in New Orleans and I would not raise $75 million. 
Uh, these other cities are doing it. Um, I don't want to say with ease, but they're but they're getting it done. And then we never, you know, we don't ever really, I guess, know and sometimes don't ever really appreciate the level of um, community engagement of them giving back to the community. I mean, since 2020 points out that they gave $5 million to public schools uh, in order to stem the tide of the attrition rate that was being experienced by yeah. teachers leaving, uh, which to me uh, – you know, I, I've been aware of them. I, I did not know that that was part of their mission, but uh, obviously it's been very successful, um, all things considered, uh, as it relates to their commitment to that endeavor. Yeah, they, they do a myriad of things in, in the New Orleans area. They also give scholarships, and uh, they also, you know, give through multiple channels of charity as well. And because they've been running a deficit, uh, for the last 10 years or so, um, which was mind-boggling to me, is that, you know, as these other bowl organizations have increased their, their funding, uh, the Sugar Bowl has actually worked at a, at a deficit. And to stay relevant, to, to kind of stay operating, if they were going to do something, they, they might have to cut back on that community aspect of it. Um, again, there are reserves for the Sugar Bowl, but when you want to position yourself for the future, uh, and this is what the Keep New Orleans Sweet campaign is about. They're putting kind of like a an all an all call to the business community that if they're going to do this, they're going to need help. And in putting that kind of call out to the business community, they also want to remind the the community in general of what the Sugar Bowl does. Because if you're going to ask people for money, you kind of need to tell people what your value is, what you bring to the table. And I think that's part of the campaign the sugar bowl right now is to kind of say, Hey, this is what we do in the community. We've been here for 90 years, but we need help. If you want to keep us here and keep the sugar bowl at a relevant stage in the college football playoff. You know, I was talking to hotel owners and some restaurant owners just this past week, Ton, mm-hmm. um, all tell me over 90% occupancy rates into high nineties. Um, you know, that just doesn't happen by accident and restaurants are booked. Uh, so obviously, uh, this game is a big game. Number two, Washington Huskies versus the Texas Longhorns at number three. Um, you can see it, you can feel it when you go downtown. And I mean, between today and Sunday, leading into Monday's game, you're going to really see it. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, it's you know those are two really good programs. You you have a really good kind of showdown between that Texas and and their fan base is huge. Um, and what, that's where the Sugar Bowl makes its predominantly makes most of its money is through ticket sales, um, and you know that is the, the core of what they do. I mean, the the Sugar Bowl, yes, it's about football, but its mission statement, if you read its website, its its mission is based in tourism. It's it was created to bring tourism and hold events uh, in New Orleans and the greater air, you know the, the greater regions of Louisiana. Um, you know with this showdown that you have now coming on Monday, uh, it's going to be a great game, but, but you need to sell everything out that, that needs to be packed. And, you know, can you keep going at the pace that you're doing now with the, with the funding that you have, especially when you have these other teams or excuse me, other cities that are looking to get a piece of your, your pie. Uh, It's going to be a very difficult fight. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a big question if, if there's going to be enough money coming from the business community in new Orleans to sustain this. 
you know, a lot of the things that we've grown accustomed to, the little special things, the little nuances, mm-hmm. you know, that are uh, created by these special events that we have in the city, we're really less than um, if we don't have them any longer. And, it, and if this course doesn't work out for the Sugar Bowl, right? Um, and I do, I do believe that there, it could be a trickle-down effect on other things uh, that happen if we're not able to save ourselves in this in this new process. And and it's you know I, I think the, your your phrasing there is is really important. This new process, you know the the way that things are going, uh, the pace in which uh, things are operating, especially in the sporting industry, uh, the changes are very rapid. Is New Orleans? Equipped is New Orleans poised to adapt to those new changes. Um, you know, we, we don't do a lot of things new here in New Orleans. We keep and, and we love our traditions, and that's great, and I think that's part of the culture here. But when it comes to business and development, uh, that needs that needs to be adaptable to the, the pace in which we're, we're existing now. And we're seeing it with the college football playoff. You know, next next season, as you mentioned, we'll go to a 12-team system. What happens if the the universities actually get what they want and you start having these college football playoff games on campus? You know, we, we can't afford to do that. So even if we don't, even if it's not just about keeping the Sugar Bowl in the college football playoff, the community as, as, a, as a whole needs to kind of understand, like, we need to have these contingency plans in place in case something like the Sugar Bowl doesn't go off as it does in years past. What will you do in the future? Is New Orleans, is this economy positioned to do something in the event that things don't go as they, they used to? And I think that's a big if. Yeah. I got a text here. It says, the Sugar Bowl makes most of its money of ticket sales? With a question mark. I thought it was TV rights. Um, they, they don't really get a direct TV right um, disbursement, the Sugar Bowl, right? Not to not 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 to my understanding, and, and again, according to its to its website, it generates most it could, of its money from from ticket sales. Yeah, it goes That's to conferences. That, tickets, yeah, it goes to conferences and then to teams within those conferences is what I think I recall him saying. But folks, I just yeah. got to tell you that you got to listen to it. You're going to learn more about the Sugar Bowl, and I mean, we've only touched on the surface. Um, as always, uh, Tanya did a great job in drawing out the information and getting them to talk about a, a bunch of things to include NIL, television contracts, how these uh, games matter, that the stakes have to be high, uh, pay to play. You know, the competition that, that's out there uh, is uh, huge and it's just so much more. So where can folks find your podcast? Uh, they can find the Ton Report Newell anywhere they get their podcast. Just type in T H A N H. That's my name, T H A N H Report, and it'll pop up in the search results. That's anywhere that you get your podcasts. All righty. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Uh, we will be uh, talking to you shortly, I'm sure, in the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, Newell. Happy New Year. 
All right, folks, you're going to want to text the, uh, I mean, uh, look up the Tan report, WWL multimedia journalist Tan Trong. It's really a very informative podcast. You want to check it out. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beauty. Rest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Folks, WWL wants to you to have the ultimate game day experience when the Saints take on Atlanta in their final home game of the regular season. Score two tickets at the Saints-Falcons rematch, plus a pair of VIP tailgate passes from the Bullseye Event Group, open bar with premium liquor, all-you-can-eat buffet from the celebrity chef Aaron May, all overlooking Champion Square. Winning is easy. Go to www.com slash contest and enter for your chance to win Saints Radio WWL. And also, um, I will be live from the Caesars uh, Sportsbook inside Harris Casino. We'll tell you all about the exciting $400 million Caesars New Orleans transformation that includes upgrades to the casino floor, a new hotel, and world-class restaurant, Emeralds in Nobu, Plus, we'll focus on Caesar Sportsbook and the best bets for the big bowl games. Usher in the new year, new year with me at Caesar Sportsbook inside Harris Casino. Twenty-eight pointers in the CBD. We'll be out there from ten to one, and um, you really want to come out and, and see us. Come say hello. Uh, you know, the sportsbook is really more of an event. It's not just about gaming. I mean, it's it's like a party. I mean, it, it's a it's a great venue uh, to celebrate, to watch games. I've got more screens than you can shake a stick at. Uh, great food, great drinks. Uh, it's a vibe. You're going to love it. Uh, I really enjoy sports books. And, I, and, you know, I'm not the biggest gambler in the world, but I, I just like to sit and people watch and have some fun and, and see people get excited about winning money. Certainly I'll, I'll place bets, but, you know, it's just, it's just a, a fun atmosphere. And they've got some great, new restaurants in their food court they renovated it all the last time that i was there um we uh with the general manager and we just had a great time looking at all of these additions and everything that they've done on the inside you can tell that they're finishing up a lot of the facade work that they've been doing on the old structure and then building the new hotel right next door very exciting as well so we'll find out more about that too 
And then, you know, New Year's Eve this this weekend, Saints battle the Bucks. They're fighting for their lives. And there's a couple things that have to happen for them, too. But our, our coverage is going to start at 8 a.m. with Steve Geller and Charlie Long for Bet365. First take, time to check in your, with your tailgate party. And at 10, the Bud Light countdown to kick off with Bobby Bear and Steve Geller. Kickoff is noon. So turn your TV down, sync up with the home team, Deuce McAllister, Mike Haas in the booth, and Jeff Nowak on the sideline. And then after the game, you can sound off on the Ciroc point after. So we'll be right back with Scoot when we return. Stay with us. Scoot joins us. What do we have coming up, Scoot? Welcome back from uh, some time off. Yeah. Good to have you back in the studio. All right, so, uh, look, we'll talk about the uh, festivities, the New Year's Eve festivities downtown. We'll talk about the Sugar Bowl, uh, Washington, Texas, and uh, we've got just some things to look back on in this past year. We'll continue the nominations for the SOTA Person of the Year, and believe it or not, there's controversy over Kwanzaa, and I want to address it because it's legitimate uh, controversy Legitimate concern about Kwanzaa, so we'll uh, we'll get into that this afternoon. And some great New Year's bumper music as we get ready to bring in 2024. All righty, Scoot's coming your way, folks. Stay tuned. He's got a great lineup. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. Be safe out there, kids running around. The weather's great. Just be on the lookout, and we'll see you guys again in the morning. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.